Hey friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries. Buckle up and hang on because we're getting ready to have Church on the Road. I'm driving when the sun comes up driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels lord that's a lonely sound i spend all day chasing that old white line i've been on the road so long i've lost track of time now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive i have that white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two crumb stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day Hey, that's a song that I wrote with a help, with a lot of help, from Dennis McKay down in Columbus, Mississippi. He's got a great studio, 115A down there, and he helped me put that together. And that's off of our Lonesome Road Volume 2 CD. And I found a secret to doing ministry, to doing anything worth doing is surround yourself by people that know what they're doing. <laughs> and that's what I've tried to do in this uh, ministry. And I've gotten a lot of help with uh, my songwriting. And here's another song that I wrote with a lot of help from my friends, Tom Caldwell, James Caban, and Songwriter Studio down in Nashville. It's called Worth Fighting For. And Jesus is worth fighting for.
Outside the scarred up heart Inside a raging storm The word is angered Cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you Inside my heart, the battle's deep within. It's trying to control me, spirit and flesh at war. I'll take up the sword of truth because you're worth fighting for. I pledge my undying love to you. You died for me, though I live. Set me free So I'm honored To struggle, Lord Cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for It was by your stripes that I was healed For this mighty army you will build I'll fight this battle, Lord Cause you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Set me free So I'm honored To struggle, Lord Cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free I'm honored to struggle, Lord, cause even in my toughest battles, you're worth fighting for. I go back a long ways. I mean, he started out making cassette tapes in his home. And uh, man, if you know, I mean, that's how big a deal is that? How, it takes that's real time, right? Real 
It was real time, tape to tape, real time. And, and uh, he worked that plan as far as it would go. And uh, come to Orchardville. Get me and Gary, uh, Gary came here about the same time, 2002. And uh, he plugged right in with the church, started making more cassette tapes. And next thing you know, well, he couldn't keep up. And so we got the boot out. Is that what happened? We got the boot out because everybody knows truck drivers wear boots. Gary was a truck driver. We put the boot up on the platform altar, and people came through. And, and I don't know, the needed $2,000, and it took six weeks. So there's the first tape you could do four at a time, three, three at a time, one for the master and three for the recordings. And man, he was going to town, going to town, going to town. And the next thing you knew, we needed another duplicator. We couldn't keep up. It took a week on the second time. Put the boot up, took a week and got another duplicator. You could daisy chain those together. And I think you could do seven, if I'm not mistaken, seven at one time. Like we were, woo. (laughs) So... And then about 2003, 4, we got into the CD ministry. And uh, Gary will tell you, and so will I, that, and, and Fred, <laughs> we knew nothing about making CDs. How do you get that music onto that CD? We didn't know. But we, we worked and worked and figured it out. And then the CD ministry started. We got tire duplicators. And anyway, so Gary... I'm not going to tell the whole story. I've been talking long enough. But uh, he was looking for a place to house his ministry. He was looking at Wayne City because he lives in Wayne City. He'd been ministering from Carmi. He was a rope. He was a chap, oilfield chaplain at uh, Wilson's, Les Wilson's. And but he wanted to get that ministry back to Wayne City. So he looked around Wayne City. He did all his mailing for all these years. He did all his mailings down in Keynes, Illinois, six two eight five one. So even from Carmi, he'd bring those things back to Keynes, Illinois. And uh, one day, not long ago, they were looking for a place and sitting there at the post office. And Gary was in the post office and Linda was sitting in the truck waiting on him. And Gary came out of, the, out of the post office and Linda says, Gary, there's a building right there that's empty. Well, I believe it is. Went back in and said, who owns that building? And they found out, went there. And uh, said, would you be interested in selling that church building? It was an old church building. And they said, yes, I would. And so, Gary, it's just amazing what God has done. It, he's, God has allowed him to basically overhaul that building. And it's an awesome, awesome. If you haven't seen it across from the post office in Keene, stop by and see him. Just visit. He'd be glad to talk to you. I know he would. Uh, so I asked Gary right before the service, Gary, how many cassettes... CDs, you did some DVDs, mm-hmm. and now they're into cards, uh, the scannable cards, and it, it's up towards three million, and that's like unbelievable what God has done, birth with a little cassette ministry out of your house. So, I just wanted to give you the. It was a short version, it really was, of <laughs> Gary's ministry, Lonesome Road Ministry in Keynes, Illinois. So, yeah. anything else you'd like to add to that? You're getting ready to have the microphone, so. I'll add it. Awesome. As we Gary, go. Let's give Gary a hand. <laughs> Gary's a good friend of mine. Uh, well, praise the Lord. I, I wasn't expecting that, but thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. And it, yeah, you pretty well summed it up. Uh, started uh, 
tape ministry in October of 2000 in, in my basement making cassettes. And we was making, started out real time, yeah. That was, that was uh, very challenging, but very well worth it. God has blessed me so much. We're, to, today we make uh, 70 at a time. We have seven towers. And we make 70 CDs at a time. Alice back there helps me. And she comes, she's there today working and making oh, a little over thousands she done today. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's where the ministry's gone. But, hey, uh, I, wanna, I got a message here tonight, and I've titled it, Dare to Believe. And there it is, right up there. Yeah, Dare to Believe. And that's what I... What God did with me, man, I tell you, he wants to do the same with you guys. He really does. It's, it's, been, a, it's been quite a ride, 20, 20 years of ministry. And uh, it didn't start out like much, but that's what God, way God wants to do all of us. He wants to raise us up to levels that we could never even dream or imagine. Uh, the scripture I, I picked out t- tonight is in Proverbs and uh, how many people like Proverbs? Y'all like Proverbs? Yeah. A proverb a day will keep the devil away, right? <laughs> uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I, I need to pray. I need God to take over this message. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I thank you for what you've done in my life and how you've used me and how you've raised me up out of that pit and set my feet upon the rock. And Lord, I just pray for this message tonight that you've given me, Lord, and I just pray that uh, people will hear it and it'll sink deep into their spirit and they'll take it out of here and apply it into the in the lives of others. Lord, just bless this message right now, and I give you praise for what you're doing in my life, in this church, and in our families. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Proverbs. Sometimes I have have trouble with Proverbs, understanding what God's trying to tell me. (laughs) Uh, But I do like Proverbs. Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And boy, do I need wisdom. Yeah, I do. And I think we all do. So Proverbs 18, 16, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I looked it up in the commentary. I like, I like to go to these commentaries and read, read about these verses and try to figure out what I'm reading a lot of times because uh, I, need, I need help. I need wisdom. I need help. So I, I always look for other people to help me. And this commentary that I picked out, it says, A man's gift, gift makes room for him or enlarges him, brings him out of prison or out of a straits of difficulties. It helps break the chains that bind and gains him respect among men and brings him before great men. And... It opens the door. It opens the way. I mean, it's talking about gifts. And God has given each and every one of us gifts in here to use 
for his ministry, for his ministry. It's not our ministry, but it's his ministry. God wants to raise us up higher than we could ever dream or imagine if we will just cry out to him and apply these gifts. I mean, look at Carlin. <laughs> Carlin talked about me. Let me talk about Carlin. Look at the gifts that God has given Carlin. He's given him gifts to play that guitar and sing and worship and usher the presence of the Holy Spirit into our services every Sunday morning, Wednesday nights. What a powerful gift that is. And it, it has raised him up. It has raised him up. It has enlarged him. Would you agree? God has really enlarged your life just because of that gift of playing the guitar. I mean, you could be sitting back there not using that gift, but you chose, you chose to say, Lord, use me. I want to I play music. I want to make a difference. I want to bless people. It's, it's always about others. And God has used that gift of Carlin's to bless him, to bless us, and to uh, open doors for him to reach people, talk to people that he would have never, ever got a chance to witness to. I mean, on Facebook, he, he's talking. He's, when he's singing up here, he's, he can't hardly sing for praising the Lord and tell him what he's done in his life. He just wants to be a witness. He wants to share his testimony. He wants to tell people about Jesus. And that's what we all need to be doing. And that's, Carlin has a gift. And he's using that gift for God. And each one of us have gifts that we can use. I don't know what your gifts are, but God does. He gave them to you, so he knows what your gifts are. Aaron's another one. He's, he's playing music up here. And uh, Aaron, <laughs> you all know Aaron's story. I don't have to tell it. But look what God has done with Aaron since he saved him. He's got him up there playing music and testifying and preaching on Wednesday. I mean, what a gift. What a gift. And that gift God gave Aaron is for who? It's for us. It's for us to, to, to be blessed. And I know it blesses Aaron every time he gets to come up here. But when he speaks, he blesses us. And when he testifies, he blesses us. All, whosoever. Uh, let me see. Aaron came down to Lonesome Road Ministry and shared his testimony. We got it on a CD. We got it on a podcast. We, it's on the radio. We're reaching people all across the country, around the world, around the world. Lonesome Road Radio is going all over the world. And uh, I've heard from, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 different countries that are listening to our radio programs, listening to people like that give their testimony. Blessing others. That's what it's about. It is. So what a gift. And he's, he's not sitting on his gift. He's using his gift. And so many of us have different kinds of gifts. There's one lady that I know that she, she crochets. Her husband's a singer, Roger Barkley Jr., uh, uh, his wife Diana. <laughs> While he's up there singing, she's back there crocheting. I thought, man, what's she doing back there? She just she crochets all the time. And I found out the, uh, last week, I believe it was, or a couple weeks ago, what she has is a ministry. <laughs> Go figure. She's crocheting baby blankets and crocheting all kinds of different things and sending them to people and blessing them. Sending the baby blankets to people that may be thinking about uh, getting an abortion. That's a gift. 
God gave her that gift, and she is using that gift not for herself, but for others. It's always about God wants us to bless others, and what a gift she has. And there's people in here that can make uh, cookies and pies and cakes, and I've ate some of them. They're just great, and what a gift that is. And can you imagine having a gift like that and maybe using it for ministry, taking, baking a, a cake or a pie or cookies and taking them to somebody and saying, God told me to bring these to you. I hope it blesses you. All you do is lift up the name of Jesus. And when you do that, God does the rest. The Bible says if we lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw all men unto him. So I want to talk to you about your gift. Dare to believe is the title. Dare to believe what God can do in your life if you will just step out, be bold, and say, here am I, Lord, <laughs> use me. That's what I did. I cried out to God, and I said, use me. I want to be used. I, I, don't, I ain't got no talent, but there's got to be something that I can do. I can't sing. Uh, I can't teach. I can't preach. But I can reach. God has made me a reacher. And that's what I do. I go out and tell others about Jesus. God has sent me all over the country. Pastor Rick, uh, what a gift. <laughs> what a gift Pastor Rick has. I mean, you've all heard his testimony. If he would have stayed there, where would he be? He probably would have committed suicide. But he chose to cry out to God and ask God to bless him, use him, and he has given him gifts. And man, is he, is he an awesome pastor, awesome preacher. And God has given him those gifts. And he is t taking that gift and using it to bless us and to bless people all across the world. All across the world. Because I, I put his messages on Lonesome Road Radio. And uh, they go out on Thursdays at 2 p.m., and 2 a.m. So if you, ain't, if you can't sleep tonight about 2 a.m., tune in to Lonesome Road Radio. You can hear Pastor Rick preaching tonight. And then 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. But what a, what a gift. We've got to dare to believe that we can do something for God. If we just dare to believe. Ask God to touch you. You know, God has given each and every one of us gifts and talents to use, and it's for His glory. You know, but there's two things that stop most people from fulfilling what God has called them to do, from using the gifts that God has given them. Two things that stop most people, FOF and FOP. Fof and fop. <laughs> That's a Mark Shell thing, yes, sir. I learned well from him. FOF is fear of failure. What if I fail? And that was what was stopping me for God spoke in 1999, God spoke to me to start a tape ministry. And I thought, I can't do that. I wouldn't know where to begin. I don't know nothing about tape ministries. And the uh, only thing I know how to do is listen to them. <laughs> and I like to listen. But God spoke to me to start a tape ministry in 1999. October of 2000, God was still talking to me to start this tape ministry. And I kept saying, I can't do it. I wouldn't know where to begin. What if I fail? What if I fail? But you got to turn that coin over and say, 
what if I succeed? What happens then? What, who can I reach if I just do what God's telling me to do? And so, I was, <laughs> I was driving across I-64, uh, coming back from Louisville one day. I was listening to the radio, and uh, a guy by the name of David Ring was preaching on, uh, over there by Evansville. I, was, I don't know what channel I was listening to. It was a radio station. But David Ring was preaching. And if you, if you don't know David Ring, he has cerebral palsy. And <laughs> the guy can't even button his own shirt. But, and when he talks, when he preaches, I, I, I heard that guy preaching on the radio, and I thought, what is this? I can't even understand what he's saying. But I kept listening. And the more I listened, it was like God just finally tuned him right into my spirit. And he started speaking to me. And it was just as plain as day. And at the end of his message, he said, I've got cerebral palsy. What's your excuse? Why aren't you doing what God has called you to do? And when I heard that, I just I threw my hands up in the air like that. And I said, okay, God, I surrender. I'll start your tape ministry. I don't know how to do it, but I will start it. And it's, it's <laughs> I got a friend of mine, Terry Hopkins. He says, it's not what you do, it's who you do it for. And ain't that the truth? Man, I tell you, when we do it for God and don't do it for any other reason, he will, he will bless you in everything that you do. He will raise you up higher than you ever thought about. I, I, I got to the church doors that Sunday after I surrendered to that call. And I walked up and the preacher, we had a new preacher then. He just got there. And he said to me, he said, uh, hey, I got a great idea. I said, oh yeah, what's that? He said, uh, would you be willing to give your testimony and uh, we'll put it on a cassette tape and we'll put it on the radio. We do the Baptist hour. And uh, I said, well, you ain't gonna believe this. I said, God's been trying to get me to put my testimony on a tape for a year and I just didn't know how to do it. And he said, well, looks like God's opened, made a way and opened the door. And uh, he said, we're gonna do it. So we set up a time to do it. I put my testimony on a cassette tape and put some of those songs that God had been giving me on, on that tape. And we put it on the radio and that was the beginning of my first tape ministry. So when we surrender and say, okay, God, I'll do what you want me to do. That's when he will open the door and start moving you in the direction that he wants you to go. Everybody in here has something of some kind of ministry that we can be doing. You know, Pastor Rick, he talked about uh, the vision that he has for this church. And he talked about a revival going, just continuous revival. Can, that's impossible, right? But if we dare to believe and get behind Pastor Rick and start asking Rick, what do you want me to do? What can I do to help your vision come to pass? There's no telling what you might get involved in and what you might be doing. You might be baking cookies or something. Who knows? But we got to get behind somebody's vision like that, and we got to see what we can do to make it come to pass. Rick's got a great vision, and uh, it, it probably won't end up looking like he wants it to look. They never do, 
but it'll look exactly the way God wants it to look if we will just step out, be bold, and say, here am I, use me. That's what we have to do. I'm still on page one. I may be in trouble here. I got seven pages. (laughs) But anyway, let me move on. You know, too many people, we're, we're hiding our gifts. We're sitting on our blessed assurance. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want to step out. We don't want to, well, I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to, what if I fail? Yeah. Well, what if you succeed? Look what might happen. That's, that was my thinking for a year. What if I fail? And I, I knew I was going to fail. And I did. I failed. That first tape ministry I started, six months down the road, it was shut down. Church decided they didn't want to do that tape ministry, told me to take my tapes and move them on out of there. I didn't know what to do. I thought, well, I tried, I failed. I guess I'll just have to quit. (laughs) There's always a place to quit if we choose to look for it. I called uh, my mentor, Ray Sisk, down in Georgia, the guy that I picked up his cassette tape and I'd listened to his messages and uh, God spoke to me to start a tape ministry. I called him. I said, Ray, this church doesn't want me to do a tape ministry here. I guess I'm going to have to quit. Ray said, son, you done put your hand to the plow. God's called you to start a tape ministry, do a tape ministry. He said, you do a tape ministry. You do it out of your house, do it out of your garage. Do it out of a building in the back of your yard, whatever it takes. But God has called you to do a tape ministry. You have to do a tape ministry. And I said, okay. (laughs) I guess I'll do it in my basement. And that's where the the tape ministry ended up for the next year. And then I ended up coming here to Orchardville Church in April 2002. And uh, in June of 2002, I gave my testimony and Pastor Mark got the boot out. You heard about the boot. And we started that tape ministry here. And God has been raising us up to levels and levels and levels ever since. And that's what he wants to do for each and every one of us if we will just say, here am I, use me. You know, your gift may seem small, but if you, when it's developed, there's no telling what it'll be. I mean, a, a cassette tape ministry making uh, 25 tapes a week is what mine was. But now, we're up three million tapes and CDs and stuff. And that's what God did with it. The door that God opened <laughs> is amazing. You know, you don't have to have great gifts for God to use you in a great way. You don't. You can start out small and just see where God takes you. And God will take you to new levels all the time. So, we have to dare to believe and watch what God can do in our lives. You know, I'll tell you the, the secret to ministry. There's a secret to ministry. It's start where you're at, use what you got, and do what you can. That's the secret to ministry. And then watch God do the rest. All we have to do is start. Be willing to start and say, use me. Here's what will take you to the next level. Faith, prayer, and the word of God. And it starts with faith. In Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for 
and the evidence of things not seen. I want to share a real quick story with you about this uh, town that was in a drought one summer. And it was just one of those droughts that everything was drying up and everything was burning up and blowing away. And, and nobody knew what to do. So the ministers of the town called for a town prayer. And they, all, they decided they'd all meet at the town square on a Saturday. And so on that next Saturday, the whole town came out. And they was uh, told to bring uh, objects of their faith, Bibles, crosses, rosaries, whatever, and bring an object of faith. And so they all met in the town square, and they was met for an hour. And at the end of the hour, as if on magical command, a soft rain began to fall. God had heard their prayers. And in the back of the crowd was... Uh, a little girl, and when it started raining, she raised up her umbrella. Her object of faith was an umbrella, and she had brought an umbrella because she knew that God was going to come through. That's childlike faith. That's what we have to have is childlike faith when we cry out to God and say, use me. God wants to use us. In Mark uh, 4:40, and he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? This is why people became afraid because they lost faith. Faith is the answer to fear. Fear of failure. Faith is also the answer to our fears, regardless of what they are. Jesus uh, put his finger on it in Matthew 18. He said, and calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say unto you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom. When we go to church or when we go to God in prayer, we have to go expecting to receive. Whatever we need, let's go expecting to receive from the Holy Spirit. Let's dare to believe. F-O-F, F-O-P, F-O-P is fear of people. And I have that too. I mean, I get nervous every time I come to, I mean, you guys are a scary bunch. I mean, really, you really are. If you don't believe me, come up here and stand. <laughs> Aren't they, Carter? Yeah, fear of people. But we can't let fear stop us from doing what God has called us to do. God has sent me all over the country sharing my testimony I've, I've spoken, uh, I counted them up the other day, I think I've been to, spoken 16 different states that God has used me to speak in. That's personal speaking, uh, not to mention how many places I've been on the radio and CDs. But God wants to bless us and he wants to use us. We can't let fear hold us back. We've got to step forward, be bold, and dare to believe. In Mark 11, 24, says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You know, we serve a big God, a God that wants to bless us in a big way. If God were to show you all he has for you, it would boggle your mind. It has mine. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? <laughs> Garland? Fred? Yeah. The doors that he wants to open for you, 
Hmm. You will be amazed and excited when you see what, where God will take you when you step out and say, here am I. Dare to believe. Dare to believe. We need to have that childlike faith and expect to receive. I recently heard a sermon by a pastor uh, about a little girl that he read about in the Houston newspaper. Her name was Jamie, and she lived on a ranch in Texas. And this little seven-year-old Jamie asked her dad if she could have one of the calves that were being born. Her dad told her no. They were not pets. They were to be sold. But Jamie wouldn't give up and kept after her dad. And he finally agreed. He said, okay, if we have one calf that is born all black, that that will be your calf. And you can have it for a pet because they never had an all black calf born. So he thought that was pretty safe. And Jamie started praying every night. She would ask God to have a, one of their cows given all black calf. Not long after that, a calf was born, and it was all black. Not only that, it was born with a white patch on his head in the form of a J. Show, the, show them that picture up there if you can. See that J on that calf? It's just like God stamped a J on that calf and said, this calf belongs to Jamie. That's our God. He can do the impossible. God has answered Jamie's prayer in a way that left no doubt. There was no doubt that that calf belonged to Jamie. We need to have that kind of childlike faith to ask God for the impossible. We need to stop praying ordinary prayers and start asking God to do the impossible in our lives, in our church, in our families. This church, just like Rick said, we can be doing some amazing things here, but we have to dare to believe that God's going to do it. It ain't us. It's got to be God. And once we surrender to that, there's no telling where God's going to take us. When you pray God-sized prayers, you will begin to see the greatness and goodness of His power. The key is having the confidence to ask, believe, and receive. Dare to believe. If we will just dare to believe, God is going to do some bigger things in our life. God meets us at the level of our faith. If you ask small, you get small. But when you dare to ask God to do the bigger things, the impossible things, that's when you see God move in a miraculous way. He can like a rushing wind, he can come across this church and across these people that sit in here. And we can be doing the impossible if we just dare to believe that God can use somebody like us. Ask him to give the secret dreams of your heart. God wants things for his people. Start living for God, and today can be the day that you begin to ask, believe, and receive in a powerful new way, if we'll just dare to believe. Pastor Rick said it on Sunday, there's no place to quit when you sign up to serve God. And that's exactly what each and every one of us done if we truly surrendered our hearts to Jesus Christ. We signed up to serve God. And 
dare to believe, dare to ask God, what's my next level in this, in my life, in my ministry? Maybe it's just to reach your family, to lead one of your children to the Lord, or one of your brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles. I don't know. God knows. If you ask God, if you just dare to believe and ask God, then he will do the miraculous in your life. Amen. Lord, Lord, I hear you call. I hear your knock at my door. Come on in and ease my pain. I've never felt hurt like this before The darkness has covered me from inside My shame no longer can I ignore Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord Lord, Lord, come be my friend Please, Lord, forgive me Wash away my sins I surrender, my life is yours Jesus is Lord Lord, Lord, my song I pray Lord keep me strong I know now I was wrong in my heart that's where you belong the darkness has covered me from inside my shame no longer can I ignore Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, come be my friend. Please, Lord, forgive me. Wash away my sins. I surrender. My life is yours. Jesus is Lord, 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 come be my friend, please Lord forgive me, wash away my sins, I surrender, my life is yours, Jesus is Lord. Are you away from God? Would you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to 
fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we want to pray with you. All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. August 13th, 1995. That's the day I surrendered my life to Jesus out there on the highway at 65 mile an hour. And God has continued to bless me and raise me up higher and higher to new levels every year. God loves you and he wants to hear from you and hear from your heart. If you're hurting, tell him. If you're happy, tell him. If you're sad, tell him. Whatever you're feeling, tell God right now. He's a big God and he can handle whatever you're feeling. God is our Heavenly Father and he will do whatever it takes to help us. Dare to believe, friends. Think of it as a father and a young child, which we are in God's eyes. A father will do whatever he has to do to help his child grow. That includes 
allowing us to get our butts whooped or sit on our beds or stay in our room to help guide us to do the right things. But through all that, he wants nothing more than to hug his child and tell him he loves them. God loves you and wants you to be all that he has called you to be. Dare to believe and watch what God can do in your life. You know, I can't speak for you or how your life has went, but for me, through all my drug and alcohol abuse, God was right there waiting on me to come running to him for help. And when I did, he picked me up out of that mire clay. He set my feet upon the rock and cleaned me up and established my steps. He put me on a path. God has a path for you, driver, friend. He is just waiting for you to cry out to him and surrender your life totally to him. He has a plan for your life, a good plan. But it's up to you to surrender and allow him to mold you into the person that he has called you to be. Dare to believe, friends. August 13th, 1995, that's the day I stopped running and I surrendered to Jesus. God gave me a testimony to share with others through trials. I've been doing just that ever since. I started writing songs in September of 1995, right after I got saved. I started reading his word and getting him inside of me. He called me to start a tape ministry in 1999, and I had to surrender again to the call because I knew I wasn't capable. But when I realized that I wasn't capable, but if I would allow him to work through me, if I would dare to believe, there was nothing that he couldn't do through me. He is willing to use you, friend. So October 2000, I surrendered to the call to start a tape ministry. And 22 years later, God has used me to pass out over 3 million tapes, CDs, DVDs, and now podcast cards. And he has given me the opportunity to be on the radio all across America. Now God is giving us our own radio station and we're broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year all over the world. You know, the one thing that held me back when God spoke to me to start a tape ministry is the thought, what if I fail? But when I finally turned that coin over and it said, what if you succeed? What happens then? How many lives would be changed if you just allow God to use you, friend? Cry out to Jesus right now and ask him to put you on that path that he has planned for your life. It's a simple prayer from the heart, a simple cry of surrender. Let go and let God have the rest of your life and see where he leads you. Dare to believe, friend. You know, right now the devil is giving you lots of reasons not to cry out to God, but he is a liar. And John 10.10 says, Satan come to kill, steal, and destroy. But here's the good news of this verse, friends. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Dare to believe. Cry out to him right now and watch what God's going to do in your life. Don't listen to the devil. Listen to your heart. Cry out to God right now and watch what God will do with the rest of your life.
you know I'm just a country boy. And I've always been shy and backward in my ways. So I guess I'll never be able to pray out loud. Cause it would scare me to death to talk before a crowd. So I'm gonna write down my thoughts as a prayer. And I sure hope this letter gets to you up there. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for sending the world your son. Why, just yesterday, I was sitting under our big old shade tree and I was just sort of looking around. I started thinking about how good you've been to me and the peace of mind I found. Now, Lord, you know I can't sing. And my prayers to you, they're not much. But there are days I feel you so near. Why, I can almost feel your touch. I guess what I'm trying to say, Lord, is thanks for all that you've done for me. Like this modest little home we built out of logs and my buddy, this old big yellow dog. This soft, gentle rain that helps our flowers to grow or the beautiful colors I just saw in your rainbow. The sweet smell of flowers, how they fill the air. That's just another reminder how much you care. My wife softly humming a song her mama used to sing. The laughter of our grandchildren on our old backyard tire swing. There's only one way to describe what all this is worth. Well, Lord, you gave me a heaven right here on earth. Now I know other folks are waiting to say thanks, Lord. So I won't take up any more of your time. But I just hope you're as happy up in heaven as you've made me right here in mine. Well, I guess that's all for now, Lord. I'll just say amen. And I'll sign this letter, yours truly, a friend. God wants to hear from each and every one of us. And there's so many ways that we can communicate with God, whether it's writing out a letter to him, writing it out in a song, crying out from your heart, praising him each and every day. God wants to hear from you right now. And I got one more song I want to share with you. And this is my testimony that I wrote out. And like I said, I've gotten lots of help from a lot of different people. I wrote my testimony out. I just praising God for what he done in my life. Tom Caldwell, my songwriting partner, helped me with this. My neighbor, James Caban. And then I took it down to Columbus, Mississippi, down to Dennis McKay's studio. And he put the finishing touches on this. And this is off of our Lonesome Road, Volume 1 CD, At the Foot of the Tree. My testimony 
in song. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road And I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree
Well, drivers, we hope that you have enjoyed our program today. Hey, drivers, friends, if you prayed that prayer, give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministries at 618-383-2107. We want to pray with you. We want to help you. We want to send you more CDs to help you out there on that old lonesome road. This is Chapin Gary Rayburn. Hey, we'll talk at you later.